If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Club Shay Shay. Guess who stops by the club today? Five division champ. The guy really needs no introduction. Floyd Money Mayweather Jr. Arguably the greatest boxer of all time, clearly the greatest boxer of his generation, he stops by the club today. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. I'm alive at another edition of Club Shay Shay. I'm your host, Unc Sharp. And look who dropped by the club today. It's yeah. the one and only Floyd Money Mayweather TBE. Floyd, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. You know, just, um, you know, in this pandemic and in this, it's, it's crazy everything going on. But I'm just spending time with family, you know, taking one day at a time. That's the only thing I really can do. Just, um, but, you know, what I'm doing, actually, is I'm working with fighters every day. You know, I'm on my way to the gym. And, you know, after after we get finished talking, on my way to the gym, I'm working with um, a lot of young fighters. Of course, uh, uh, Javante Tank Davis, he's fighting on pay-per-view. So hopefully uh, he, he does great numbers. But I'm um, working, you know, every day. Floyd, you mentioned this pandemic, but I want to take the time to offer you my condolences. You lost the mother of your kids. You yeah. lost uh, your uncle, your trainer, a friend, a father figure, and your uh, Roger Mayweather. So yes. I want to send condolences out to you and your family for your losses. Thank you. I mean, it's been it's been difficult. You know, you hear a lot of different things. You know, just about when you're at a certain level, you hear different things about people's personal life. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wasn't uh, a huge name or a huge figure, you would never hear anything. So, uh, I mean, she was a uh, great mother, great person, and um, someday we'll see each other again. And my uncle Roger, great man, great trainer, um, the will to win, just in life, period. And so um, things happen in life, you know, uh, one thing I tell my children, as well as people around me, uh, dying is a part of life. Right. So, you know, we have to enjoy uh, every second that we're on this earth and cherish every second that we're on this earth. You mentioned that you're, you're working with fighters. Uh, I've seen you upload uh, things on your IG account that you're working with your son, you're working with your nephew. Um, and some of the fighters, when you're an all-time great, and, and, I, I, and I'd say this in my sport, Floyd, normally the greater the player is, 
the harder it is for him to coach because he thinks everything is easy because everything came easy. Well, how difficult it is for you to train people when you're arguably the greatest fighter of all time? Well, what I teach my son is this. What I'll be teaching my son is how to protect himself and protect his family. Just in case anything happens, right. I'm no longer here. You still have to be the man in your home and know how to protect your loved ones. So that's why that's why I teach, I, I try to teach my, my children, my two boys, as well as uh, my daughters. It's about protection, uh, not to go out and start any trouble or start any problems, but you have to, you have to protect yourself and protect your family. Just hypothetically say something happens down the line. Mm -hmm. And far as just um, working with fighters, far as a lot of times I like to say, well, a great, a great athlete can't be a great trainer. Right. Um, I just try to be the best that I can possibly be. Right. Um, I'm not looking forward to a fighter being a Floyd Mayweather. Hopefully, we can find the next Floyd Mayweather, and hopefully, we can do record-breaking numbers as far as pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. But everything takes time. And right. I'm going to continue to go, go out there and give back to the sport of boxing. You know, so, uh, day in and day out, I work with these fighters. So you're not teaching your son to per se go into the sport. You're teaching him how to be able to protect himself if that situation should arise. Absolutely. That's what I try to do. Just teach them how to protect themselves. Um, hold down the fort as far as the, the house. Um, you know, their own home. Right. Protect their family, which uh, someday they will have a family. And you have to be the man of your home in order to protect your family. So are you still in the gym? Do you, because I, I remember you saying that when you were, when you were actually fighting, when you were active, you were training three times a day. So how active are you now? Are you training or do you just go, or as I say, work out? Well, actually it's crazy. Um, as of lately, I've been uh, running. Um, okay. Between, uh, I've been, you know, when I was fighting, when I was competing, right. it was more I was running miles. Right. As now I just run for time, I run between 30, 30 minutes and one hour. It all depends on how I feel, you know, that particular day. Um, running, um, also, uh, every once in a while, I hit the heavy bag in the gym, jump rope. Uh, I'm doing uh, push-ups and sit-ups on the regular, just for myself. You know, I, I truly believe that your health is your wealth. So, right. uh you don't want to make, you know, make a fortune in the sport and um, let yourself get out of shape. So <laughs> I, I, try, I try to work out just for myself. Right. You know, so when I go on the beach and uh, or if I go out by the pool, I want to make sure I can take my shirt off just for myself. Right. So when uh, when I look at you and I watch you fight, it's not like you have to do like a lot of fighters because a lot of fighters have to drop 25, 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. You're a guy that seemingly only have to drop like 10 pounds because you're so close to your fighting weight all the time. So you don't have to kill yourself to get in shape in, say, a six or eight week training camp. Well, you know, it's crazy because I was fighting, I was world champion. I was world champion at five different weight classes. Correct. But I, when I was competing at the highest level, it was mainly probably at 147, as well as one, fighting at 147, as well as 154. Right. So right now I weigh, you know, I keep my weight around uh, between, I'd say 155, 
150, go up and down. Uh, I try to keep my weight around 150, 155. If I go up a little bit higher, uh, then, you know, I push myself a little bit more. You know, it's, it's just the dis discipline for myself. I right. do it for myself. Right. So, in other words, you're fighting at, you know, welterweight, 147. I'm fighting uh, at welterweight, even when I was fighting at 154. Right. I was always walking around at 150, 152. Right. Always. So, that's light middleweight, correct? Uh, yeah, well, super welterweight, super right. welterweight and junior middleweight is the same weight class. Oh, okay. Because okay. it's you, you right above welterweight. Right. Which is because water weight is 147. Correct. You, if you're above water weight, you're a super water weight. And if you're under junior middleweight, because middleweight is 160, if right. you're under middleweight, it's junior middleweight. So anytime you, you hear uh, super or junior, right. it's the same weight class. I appreciate that. Appreciate the education. So you stay within your you stay within striking distance. Are you trying to are you telling us something? Are you trying to get ready for something because you say you're running 30 uh, uh, minutes to an hour? Well, um, you know, I don't really know at this particular time. Right. But I get calls all the time. All right. the time I get calls about uh, doing exhibitions. And, um, you know, um, I've seen something. Somebody has sent something, you know, uh, somebody from my staff has sent, sent me something about what I said about uh, being a pioneer of exhibitions. Correct. I don't want to say I'm the pioneer of exhibitions. Okay. But what I want to say as far as the pioneer for getting crazy money for exhibitions right that's safe to say you know to be able to make um I, I just got a number thrown at me not too long ago to do an exhibition we talk about uh you know my number it varies it, it goes up and down whereas for some for some exhibitions uh i make 10 million you know and some go all the way up to 70 million so right. that's not a bad thing and i, I talked about this um with fat joe it's crazy, and I talked about this a few times. It's crazy that, like us, you know, like you, mm -hmm. I mean, our, say if if I no longer, I'm no longer competing in the ring. Right. No longer fighting. But it's okay for me to still pick up, uh, if I go make a quick appearance overseas, it's okay for me to make 350000 It's right. okay. Yeah. I mean, I said, the Waltons is still making money from Walmart. Correct. Bill Gates is still making money. Yep. Warren Buffett is still yep. making money. Yes. Jeff Hazel is still making money. Right. But I go out and do a little sparring or, you know, make appearances or make a couple of dollars in this. All Floyd's hurting for money. Um, one thing about me, I was very smart. Got a very, very smart team. Keep a, uh, a lot of smart people around me. You right. must find yourself with smart people and I made uh, uh, great investments. So I'm not hurting at all. The, the, the thing is, Floyd, is that what people don't realize, the more money you make, the harder people normally work. When you get that upper echelon, you get those billionaires and those high-end hundred millionaires, they work, they don't sit around, they work. They can t continually well, try to grow you, their capital. I got to where I got to by working, not sitting right. around. Right. So retirement for me is not just coming home, sitting sitting back, kicking my feet up, just watching TV. Um, I still want to go out and have fun and enjoy life. And I'm still going, the uh, the twos and fews and them extra dollars, it never they, hurts. They add up. Huh? They add up, them twos absolutely, and Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Um, 
Floyd, you said you said exhibition. I look at what you did in Japan when you fought that guy as an exhibition. I don't look at what you did with Connor as an exhibition because you know, for me, it's how do you do it? Like I can play flag. Like I'm, a, I was an ex professional football player. Mm -hmm. I can do flag football. Okay, mm -hmm. if you're a basketball player, you can go to like the celebrity all star game. You can do that. But how do you celebrity box? I mean, those licks hurt. I mean, somebody's really trying to land shots on you. And they hurt. So I'm trying to figure out how do you how do you exhibition box? Um, well, they told me in Japan I I was gonna go out there and just move around with the guy. Right. And um, you know, take it light. Right. Do three rounds, take it light. They said, No, we want you to go out there and, and, and really get it in. Whereas for that fight, as you can see, I looked a little heavy, so I was I wasn't the same. I wasn't working out like I'm working out now. Right. That's why I really wasn't working out. Okay. I went to the gym and said, let me spar. Uh, I sparred a couple of times. Then I went over to Japan and uh, picked up like nine or 10 million. Right. Okay. Now, you you, talk, you you said you mentioned Conor McGregor. Now, you had to take this fight serious. Obviously, you train. You put the work in. Because, oh. you know, he's coming, to, he's coming to try to win this fight. He wants to say... I did something no other boxer can do. I hung an L on Floyd Mayweather, Jr. Well, Conor McGregor, a lot of people must realize this. Before Conor McGregor got involved in the MMA, right. he was a boxer. Okay. He's right. a former boxer, mm -hmm. whether it's amateur or professional. Right. No different from an amateur fighter, uh, fighters that got a lot of amateur experience, meaning if you got three or 400 fight three or 400 fights as an amateur, you really basically is a semi-pro. Right. So um, he never fought semi-pro, but um, he had a little experience and majority of his fights in the MMA is stand-up. Right. So, I mean. So in other words, even though he's not a professional fighter, he has the basic understanding of boxing because like, as you mentioned, when he's in MMA, he's not trying to take people to the ground. He's not trying to arm bar leg lock someone. He's trying to get them to stand up in the middle of the ring and land shots. The basic fundamentals. And every time Conor McGregor has taken an L in the UFC, it's been because he has, got, he has gotten taken to the ground. Correct. You know, his, his ground game is really not that effective. But, I mean, my hat off to him. It's crazy that a guy can steal, uh, a Caucasian guy can steal my whole remedy and, and go to UFC and become huge. But it is what it is. You, you may, so talk us through the fight with Conor McGregor. Obviously, he's a, U, uh, uh, a UFC guy, MMA. And it seems like to me, your game plan was like, you would just walk. I'd never seen you just like, you like take, you was like taking punches. You like walking through his punches. Do oh, you man. not feel he could take, he could knock you out? Oh, absolutely not. Like I said before, um, you know, when you've been in there with the best. Right. When I say the best, meaning, um, I mean, I could throw so many different names out, you know, out there because, um, we'll, we'll get to those names in a minute. We're going to talk about that because, I don't, because I mean, Floyd, I don't think you get the credit you deserve for the fighter that you are. You beat 16 world champs. You're 50 and 0. But people always make excuses. No, well, no, when you no, fought actually, De La Hoya, De La Hoya no, was old. I don't know. I think, no, I think I beat 
If I'm not mistaken, I'd be 23. You beast. Wow. Okay. Somewhere upwards of that. <laughs> but it, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about, am I satisfied? Okay. I'm satisfied with my career. And I remember, you know, uh, you guys, uh, when we talked about uh, athlete of the decade. Right. I can remember you guys when we had a you know a, a, a crazy debate about me and uh, LeBron James. Right. Sports Illustrated. Yes. You know, and my thing is this: I don't, I don't talk about anything. I speak facts, and I'm going to always uh, stand behind uh, athletes that compete and go out there and give it a hundred percent every night. And I was one of those, those type of athletes. So why don't you think, do you think some of the things that have happened in your career off the, outside of the ring hurt you when it came to this? Well, okay. My thing is this, are we talking about my personal life or what I do inside that square circle? I mean, I'm just trying to find out because what I do in my personal life is my personal life. Correct. And what someone else does in their personal life is their personal life. Right. It's, so I'm there to, you know, yeah. I'm there to compete and be the best that I can be. Right. Uh, in the sport of boxing. Right. Or whatever, you know, or whatever I'm doing, whatever field I'm involved in, I'm always going give, to give it 100%. Right. So um, people are entitled to, to judge me for uh, what they hear, hearsay. Okay. Making assumptions. Um, just because I never came out and said, oh, let me explain. I don't have to explain that to nobody. Only people, only people that I feel like I have to explain something to is my children and, and my relation. And cause at the end of the day, only God can judge me. Let, let's, let's go back to where it all started. You grew up in Grand Rapids. Yes. Uh, Michigan. Uh, your father was a fighter. Your uncle was a fighter. Um, uh, both, both, both uncles. Two both, uncles. Okay. Both uncles were fighter. So it was almost like you was like destined. It was predetermined. You were ordained to be a fighter. Yes. Um, that's all I knew. You know, but um, did you ever want to do anything else? When I was coming up? Yeah. Well, you know, I played football, actually. I played did football. Did you? Okay. What position did you play? Running back. Oh, you, you told that kid. Uh, a running back. I was always, I was always the fastest one on my uh, football team. Right. Uh, I had fun, a lot of fun. And if I chose to, if I wanted to play football, I could have played football. If I wanted to play basketball, I could have played basketball. It's what, I, it's it's whatever I wanted to do. Floyd, when I look, but it's not easy because I have a son. Now I played professional football. My brother played professional football. But he wanted no parts of that. And I'm, I was perfectly fine. I didn't say, you need to play because I played, your uncle played, your grandpa. I didn't do any of that. I let him chose his path. Did you feel any outside pressure to do this or because your uncle and because your uncles and because your father were fighters? Did you feel any pressure to do that? None whatsoever. I'm glad that my dad pushed me. My dad pushed me and wanted me to be the best. It was never good enough. And that's what I like about my dad. He was very, very strict. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, 
when you when you when, when you when you say a, a strong, willing, hardworking man, that's my dad. And I don't care what we what we have been through in the past. It's it's all about growth and growing. I love my dad because without my dad, I wouldn't be the man who I am today. I wouldn't have accomplished the things I've accomplished. And um, I wouldn't be known as TBE if it wasn't for my father. So I love my dad. My dad, uh, every day, no matter what my dad did, my dad would run the streets, my dad would hustle. But every day, my dad would make sure I went to the boxing gym. Every day. And I love my dad for that. You said, you, you said, because I heard Roy Jones say this exact same thing because he had his dad as a trainer. He ended up parting ways with his dad. You ended up parting ways because you felt that it was never good enough and it was he was adding more pressure than needed to be there. How did you come to that decision? Say, you know what? I'm going to part ways. I'm going to keep it in the family. But that has to be a hard decision, Floyd, because your dad is like, you got my name. I, get, I help give you life. And you, you, you parting ways with me. It's not... It's, it's not really parting ways. This is what people don't know. Okay. Um, we forget when my dad, my dad left me at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. My dad went to prison. Right. So I was on my own at 16. From 16 um, to, the, uh, to the age of 19, I was working by myself. Then I started working with my back with my uncle Roger. So it's always been in the family. I would right. work with my dad. I would work with my uncle Roger. I will always work with both. So it's really not like I was like departing, just leaving my father. Right. And I'm not the jealous type. Uh, when my dad was working with other fighters, as far as working with Oscar and just uh, Chad Dawson and other fighters, I was happy that my dad was was able to still work with fighters and make great money. Right. I'm not like that. Floyd, you had a very, you, you win golden gloves in three different weight class. You were a champion. You go to the Olympics. Talk us through that because I remember watching that yes. and how you got robbed. Now, back, you lost six fights as an amateur. All of those fights, you lost by one point. Yes. So losing those fights. So tell me what's going through your mind after a loss. Tell me how do you get, how do you get over it and say, oh, man, I, I should have won that. Did you think any of those fights, not the Olympics, we're going to get to that in a minute, but did you think you should have won any of those fights, that you, the amateur fights you lost? I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you, if I lost six fights all by one point. One point. Then there's really something to that. I mean, I was fighting on a computer scoring system. Right. So, I mean, that was kind of difficult when I was fighting on the computer scoring system. But, you know, just as far as how, how I looked at amateur boxing, it's just, uh, 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 it's just it's a learning program uh, preparing you for the professional ranks. If right. that's something where you choose, if that's something you choose to do. Am I really worried about, uh, am I happy with my amateur career? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Am I happy with re receiving the bronze medal and not winning and not winning gold, absolutely. Well, Floyd, that gotta hurt Floyd. No, it was so bad. Floyd, no. the judge raised your hand. He thought you had won. No, you mean the referee? Referee, yeah. Excuse me, ref, raise your hand. The referee raised my hand because he thought I won. Yes, but I'm glad that the fight went like it went. Why? Because if it did, it made me work that much harder 
as a professional not to feel that same pain again. So you believe losing that fight was yeah. the greatest thing that ever happened to Floyd Mayweather Jr. That was that was one of the one of the the best things that happened to me. One of the best things. One of. Yes. And um that same guy is and, and, you know and, and I feel bad. That same guy that I that I lost to is now is somewhat homeless. Yes, I read that story. You know, that's crazy. You know, I wish him nothing but the best. And I, I, I don't know why he didn't become a, a boxing trainer. Because at that particular time, when we fought, he was all he was already old, a lot older than right. I was. Because, you know, I was fighting at the elite stage. Uh, of, I was fighting at the elite stage at 16. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to turn professional at the age of 14. But, you know, uh, it never happened. At five years later, I turned professional at 19. Uh, then within a year, a year, a, a little bit over a year or something, I became world champion. Yeah. And was world champion almost, well, I mean, somewhere, like, probably like 20 years. You, be, you, you, turn pro, you turn pro right after the Olympics. The Olympics in 96 were held in Atlanta. You become world champion in 98. You stop Hernandez. So what's going, I mean, that's that's a fast turnaround, Floyd. I mean, normally guys need 8, 10, 12 fights before they even get a title shot. And within since inside of two years, you're world champ. Well, this is the reason why, because I was active. Okay. I was very, very active. I told him, um, sometimes I would go um, to the promotion, to the promotion, uh, uh, to the, well, basically, I would go to top rank, which uh, at that time, they was my promoters. Okay. I would go to the office. I would go to the board. Uh, uh, Bruce Tramplett, a guy named Bruce Tramplett was the matchmaker. I would go, go in there, uh, say, I, I'm, I'm going to fight this day. They said, Floyd, you know, you're one of our top fighters, and we know you demand, you know, uh, you know a heavy payday. I said, listen, uh, uh, pay me what you think I deserve. Pay me something solid. I just want to stay active because I know where I'm trying to get to, you know, as far as with my career. Right. They would keep me active. I think it was, it wasn't even a full two years. I right. fought 17 fights, then I fought for the title. But boxers don't fight like that anymore, though, Floyd. I mean, you were basically fighting every every couple of months. You well, were in the I'm ring. Upset. I'm, I'm going to, I should be upset with myself with <laughs> what I did to the sport of boxing. Right. Everybody, every fighter now wants, I want a Floyd Mayweather play that. Right. <laughs> you know, but I put it, I put it in a lot of hard work. Right, I got to. It was it, it wasn't easy, very very difficult, and I and I really wasn't crying and complaining. I was just like, "Yo, put me in, put him in front of me. I'll beat him to show the world that I'm I, I'm the best." And someday, uh, I will go down in history as the best. Do you believe they were hesitant to do that because they knew they didn't want you to take a nail? You knew you weren't going to take the nail, but it's sometimes promotion companies they protect their fighters because they feel they're protecting them from themselves. Um, it's crazy that the promoter, um, Bob Aram, I, I can't say these fighters don't, don't, don't see this. Uh, one minute he'll say, um, uh, Ali is, oh, Ali is one of the best that I right. had. Then it's 
then it's Mayweather, then it's Pacquiao, and uh, then it's uh, uh, Lomachenko, then it's this guy. I mean, boy, I mean, these, these promoters, they kill me. I mean, you I did, Floyd, you did something that no one had done at that time. You broke with the promotion company and struck out on your own. Yes. How did you come to that decision? How did you say, you know what? Instead of me fighting for him and him getting a chunk of this, why not I fight? I'm fight, I'm in the ring. He ain't taking no blows. Let me get all this. Let me keep 100% of the revenue? Yeah. Um, I can't see how fighters right now, and, and it's no, it's no, it's not like I'm throwing shade. It's just that if I accomplish everything that I've accomplished mm -hmm. and I've done everything that I've done, how can you go to a, I mean, I look at guys like Terrence Crawford. Right. Terrence Crawford can be a lot bigger than he is. How can you, you can, how can you make, I mean, and, and, and this shows, I mean, this shows that racism still exists. How can you say that Lomachenko is better than Terrence Crawford? Not at all. Not in a million years. Not at all. Are, are they unsure? Floyd, you were sure yourself. You were sure you could do it. Are they unsure? Do they not like, okay, they're fighting. Why, why haven't more fighters struck out on their own? It's not really, I mean, I got loose because me as a promoter, right now, me as a promoter, mm -hmm. I know what fighters want because I've been on both ends. Right. I, was, I was a fighter, so I know what you what you're looking for. I know how you need to be. I know how you need to be promoted because right now, right now, Gervonta Tank Davis is one of the most exciting fighters, or if or is the most exciting fighter in the sport of boxing right now. Okay, who are you trying to line him up with? It doesn't matter who we line him up with. He's exciting. He's, I mean, whoever we put in front of him, he's going to do what he got to do. And he's, and he's still learning. And um, I got an, uh, uh, another fighter that's about to fight for the title within a few days. Uh, a fighter uh, that goes by the name of Roley. I want you to check him out. He's another fighter. He's 11-0 he's with 10 knockouts, and he's going to fight for the world title. He's a heavy hitter also, and he's very, very exciting. So... My job is to put these guys in position to make a lot of money and to entertain. Right. Whereas you got the, you know, a lot of fighters was fighting on, uh, I never, actually, I never watched uh, The Zone. They say it, it's, it's on an app, on a phone. Right. Whereas I believe in putting fighters on television. Right. Old school. We believe in putting fighters on Showtime or Fox or pay-per-view. We're gonna, we gonna build these fighters and we're gonna continue to take these fighters to the next level. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Floyd, what people don't realize is that early in your career, and Floyd doesn't have any power, Floyd, you were stopping people. Yes. You were stopping. No, no, no. And, and that's and and that goes a lot. That and I think that have a lot to do with how you were able to ascend so fast. You were stopping champions. Yeah, I'm not no run of the mill. Not no guys that had five fights. You Corrales, you carry Corrales. It, well, as you as your career, you know this as a football player. Right. Your body break down as you get older, mm-hmm. and you still have you still have to find ways to win. Right. And that's why. Tom Brady is such a great quarterback because he still he still right. will find a way to win. If he say, "Guess what? I don't care what y'all got to do. Give me the best line to give me the best protection. I can get the ball to any wide receiver. Just give me the best protection." Right. So far as me, I'm still so mentally strong, so I still can find ways to win, even though. If my body, when, when my body broke down, I still f- found different ways to win. And that's what makes me so great. Why, I mean, I, 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 the thing is the way you fought, you fought from a, a, a defensive stance, but you were landing shots. And everybody says, well, Floyd doesn't have any power. I said, well, if he didn't have any power, why don't people just walk him down? Why don't they walk through those punches? If he has no power, why don't people walk him down? You just see, um, <laughs> I'm going to take my head off to another, you know, another hell of a fighter, uh, a guy that I faced, Canelo. Okay. This man, um, you see, um, he won a light heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. He didn't beat all these, these guys who they say is. Uh, he beat Triple G. He, he, beat, he, beat a lot of, he beat a lot of great yeah. fighters. I can't right. take it. I can't take nothing away from him. But then well, when you face Floyd Mayweather, they say, and remember, you're at your best when you're younger. Right. Young. Now you go look at a Floyd Mayweather. When I was 21, that's when I got I got fighter of the year at 21. Right. right. I think I faced Canelo. He could have been 23, 22. I don't know what was his age at that particular time. Right. But then they say he's inexperienced, but he had, I think, 
When we fought, he had more fights than I did. But the, the, that, we were talking about this at the at the at the elite level. Right, but he still had a lot of fights. And Floyd, we we talked about this earlier, and that's a lot of problem that I get pushed back and, and with, with my co-host. I said you keep saying that he hadn't fought. Oh, you make excuses. You say De La Hoya was old. You say Gotti was outclassed. You say Canelo was young. You make all these excuses, but he beat him. Okay, so so when okay, so if I'm twenty. Right. I'm 24. Right. So if I'm 30, he's 34. Right. Okay. So it's not like when he was in his 20s, I was in my 20s. When, when me and Oscar fought, we both was in our 30s. Right. When I fought Manny Pacquiao, actually, I think I'm a couple years older than Pacquiao. Correct. So I was, when I fought Pacquiao, I, I don't know if I was, I could have been, what, 38? Mm-hmm. I was 38, he probably was 36, 35. So it's always gonna be an excuse. Uh, do I care? Absolutely not. But why why don't you think you received the credit that you deserved? I mean, um jealousy. Jealousy. I speak my mind. It, 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 I'm not like, it's not like the NFL. It's not like the NBA, where a lot of times the players can't really say what they want to say, right? Or do what they really want to do, right? You're on the team, you, they'll kick, they'll, they'll they'll cut you, and then you'll be out. Well, me myself, like you look at uh 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 Colin Kaepernick, correct? When he when he took a stand on what he believed in, you gotta go. Right. So a lot of time when these guys take certain stands, you got to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can't tell me I got to go because at the end of the day, even right now, Floyd Mayweather is still the face of boxing without even competing. Be the reason why I'm the face of boxing is because of this. Every time boxing come on, you don't bring up Muhammad Ali name. You don't bring up Mike Tyson name. You always bring up Floyd Mayweather name because I'm still the face of boxing. But what I don't understand though is that this is what the great, the late Emmanuel Stewart said about you when you fought. He says, "Quote: There have been very few ta more talented than this kid. He's going to win two or three world titles, and he's going to be the best ever." Emmanuel Stewart trained Holyfield, trained Lennox Lewis. He trained. He's trained some of the great fighters. Yes. And this is what he said about an up-and-coming Floyd Mayweather. Jim Lampley said, I haven't seen anybody like this since Willie Pep. This is what this is what people that's been around the sport of boxing, this is what they're saying about Floyd Mayweather. So I don't understand. Why well, are they jealous? Because I I speak my mind. I speak from the heart and I speak my mind. Is okay. that bad? Absolutely not. I, at the end of the day, I'm happy with the res my results. Okay. inside the ring. I'm happy with my results on the outside because I can say what I want to say. Right. Even, I, I say this to all athletes right now, when you guys, when we're talking about, because you know, even though there's a lot going on. Correct. The, the George Floyd situation mm -hmm. with the Breonna Taylor. Yes. And, you know, and I had to take, you know, it's so it's so much crazy stuff going on. 
Breonna Taylor is born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, like myself. Okay. You know, I know Breonna Taylor, father. You know, he actually, he's in prison right now. Mm -hmm. I know her father. Now, we look on a court right now, on the NBA court. Right. And we see these guys, we see these guys kneeling. Yeah. And we see Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. Right. This is what I want to say for the, the athletes and the entertainers. This is what we need to do. We need to have different policies come in far as with, with these, these police officers. How I mean, police interact with us. If there's something that's not done right, if it's something that's not done right, you guys get the death penalty or you guys get life without parole. Wow. If that happens, then guess what? Then we're going to get some different results. Then this will stop. But as long as these guys are just getting a slap on the wrist, this will continue to happen. So I don't want these, I don't want the NBA to just put that on the court. I don't want the NFL, I don't want these guys just, just kneeling. Right. Do something about this. And, and if you guys do something, like what I said, these guys, at the officer, the same officer that did, those officers that did that to George Floyd, they deserve life without parole. Well, before, Floyd, can we, we're just not starting to get officers charged. So can we get them charged and get some conviction before we move to the death penalty? We, I mean. Guess what? I, Guess what? What happened? Charges ain't gonna be nothing but a slap on the wrist and they'll be back out and be back with their families. Oh, well, I, I agree. I agree that because the police unions are so strong, you see the guy that shot, I think his name was Rashard Brooks in Atlanta, he's already suing to get his job back. And because they get slapped, as you mentioned, they get slapped on the, slapped on the wrist, they get to go right back on the street. They got, Floyd, where can you work at if you got 25, 30 complaints and keep your job? You kill one, two, three people and you keep your job. How? Um, it's rough. It's rough and it's tough. I mean, we, we have to come together. We have to come together and work together and stop being jealous of one another. Mm -hmm. We have to. We have to stop worrying about who got the most this and who got the most that and uh, who's the best here and who's the best there and work together as one. We have to. We that have would, to. That, that would be nice. But Floyd, you do understand because of the history of America and the seeds that have been sown, the racism seeds that were planted in 1619, it's kind of hard to have an open and honest dialogue because when you start talking about what transpired, they shift the conversation to Chicago. Okay, you can cure cancer and you can cure heart disease. I mean, why we can't do two things at once, but they only wanted you to focus on one thing. And it's crazy. I was talking about, I was speaking about this last night about, you know, the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. My heart goes out to the city of Chicago. Um, one of my best friends, uh, Nate Jones, the guy who wears the bodysuit that I punch when I'm in training. Right. We was on the same Olympic team. Uh, we was like, I mean, we've been best friends since, uh, he's been one of my best friends since 1994. And I used to hang in the worst projects 
at that particular time, for years, mm -hmm. one of the worst projects in America, which was Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green, yep. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy things throughout my life. Just coming up in the inner city, hanging out uh, in Chicago, uh, hanging out in Jersey, being in New York with my family, just throughout my life. Uh, just me, myself, coming from poverty. We have to stop being jealous of one another. For real, I really want to say this. Chicago, and even in LA, we gangbang, but what are we gangbanging for? For right. what? What are we gangbanging for? For what? We got to- It always killed me. You're fighting for turf. You're fighting for turf you don't even own. No, it's not. it's not that. You're fighting and be like, you know, this my block, but you're renting the house on that block. <laughs> exactly. You're saying that uh, this our turf, and I, I, I always talk about this. Before you can speak on uh, 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 turf, own own a piece of the earth first. Right. Own something before you can say something is yours. Right. Before you put your money into a diamond chain or, 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 or a watch, own your house. Own something first. So, uh, I mean, you're fighting, and they say that, you know, like, even like, I talk about this. We don't call the European, the Europeans that came over, uh, we don't call them European Americans. So don't call us African Americans. You know what I'm saying? They call us African Americans when they want to separate us, or differentiate and like I said before, and separate us. When they won't like, when I'm competing for the Olympic team, I'm an American. Correct. Very but true. then when I do something that they don't like, or, or when they want to separate me, I'm an African-American. Right. I can compete on an African-American Olympic team. I'm an American. It's okay if you want to say he's a, he's a black American, but I'm an American at the end of the day. Because most of the, 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 most of the, the black Americans that we call African-Americans, in this country don't know nothing about Africa or don't right. even know what tribe they come from. Mm -hmm. So when they want to say, oh, um, Barack Obama is, is the first uh, African-American person. No, no, he's not. He, I mean, he's the first black American. Black American. That's what I want to say. Right. That's how I look at things. I mean, and we all look, we all got different views. That's just how I view things. Mm -hmm. So everybody got their own opinion. And, it, it, just in life, period. I don't let nobody stop my drive and my will to win just in life. I don't care. Like a lot of times, everybody, oh, Donald Trump, I don't care who's the president. That's not going to stop my drive and my will to win in life. And that's going not going to stop me for teaching my kids just about, you know, about life and tell them about my struggle and tell them about working hard and surpassing me and becoming better than me just in life. Well, Floyd, you, I remember a couple of years ago when Gucci came out and they had this, this racist, they had, I think the black, it was a, a, a sweatshirt or a sweater that had the black with the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the big, they had the red lips. And then you, you, uh, IG yourself in the Gucci store and you're like, I'm not going to let anybody dictate to me what I can and can't wear. Explain your decision that went into like, because you know a lot of black people were upset with you. But like you said, you're your own man. So talk to me, talk us through what went into your, your mindset in doing that. 
I'm I'm wrong for having my own my own. I'm 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 not wrong for having my own opinion. Right. I mean, because if that's the case, if you guys want to say I'm gonna stop wearing Gucci, then guess what? Stop wearing everything else. <laughs> because all the all those people run together. Right. They all net they they all uh, uh network and run together as one. I have my own opinion, and guess what? It's it's crazy when, when 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 you speak about that because when you go look at I want everybody to go back and look at when I posted you know when I when with the Gucci post when I when I when I post what I never said nobody name never said a name right never called out one particular person but my voice is so powerful and when I speak that it. it it's very, very touchy. It hurt. It hurt feelings in certain ways. Where, like I said before, I can't be broke. No matter. I, I'm saying I can't be broke first. I'm unbreakable. Nobody can get to me. Nobody can hurt my spirit because, like I said before, I'm, 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 a, I'm a proud black man, and I got the will to win just in life. Period. So, I'm gonna wear whatever. I'm gonna wear whatever, whatever I want to wear, when I want to, and and and, and how I want to. Floyd, you mentioned you, you you to go back. You're talking about the gang banging. You say, well, look, whether you're banging or not, look before you buy jewelry, before you buy cars, and before you buy you know all this expensive stuff, get you a home. But Floyd, they see you post that stuff. They see you with bands after bands. They see you with these Hermes bags. They see you with all this stuff, and they say, well, I want to, I want to, I want to drip like like money. Get what? But I'm dripping in the house that I own. I'm dripping it. Every every house that you see near, I own. Right. So when I whatever I'm posting, that's the life I'm really living. So I'm not I'm not I'm not telling these these artists or these artists or these athletes you shouldn't be able to do nothing. Right. Enjoy enjoy it. That's what you work for. You enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't want to move the camera because she. I know she said she set me the right way. Do whatever make you happy. Okay. But I'm just giving you some pointers and dropping some juice on, on these athletes and these entertainers and these celebrities. One thing about me, my cars, my homes, and, and everything that I do, I own. So you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm telling you what I do. You know what I choose to do, Floyd. I, I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, a wide receiver that played in the NFL. I think he played like 13, 14 years. Brandon Marshall, and he says he wants to be heavyweight champ of the world. Do you think there's a realistic chance that a guy that got into the sport of boxing, let's say at the age of 35, is, is he from actually? Is, ain't he from Vegas? No, no, not that Brandon Marshall. Not that Brandon Marshall. This Brandon Marshall played wide receiver for the Broncos, for the uh, Dolphins, for the Bears. This, this Brandon Marshall is from Florida. The wide receiver. He's about 6'4", about 235. Well, well how the heavyweight... Well, you know, um, the heavyweight division ain't like it, it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not the same. But even though it's not the same... Do you believe a man that can get into a sport, a, a combat sport, like the sport of boxing, 
at the age of 34, 35 and become heavyweight champ with no proud background? Uh, you believe that heavyweight division is that diluted? Any, any, anything is possible. Anything is possible. If he believe in himself, then, I mean, you can't knock him. But you do know, hold up. Anthony Joshua is a gold super heavyweight Olympian, gold medalist. Tyson Fury is six foot nine and a half, 255, 260. That's skilled. And you believe a guy that has minimal. Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury got, he's, he's solid. He got skills. He and does. He's solid. He got skills. Deontay Wilder, you didn't mention him. Why? Who? Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, he, I mean, I mean, he, he, he got bombs. I mean, that's why he called himself the bronze bomb, the bronze bomber. He got bombs now. We can't say that. But we can we can make his skills a lot better. Well, well, have you reached out about training him? Do you believe you could train him and get him to be a fury? Get him to be the Anthony Joshua. Do you believe he has the skills? I know he has the raw power, but does he have the skills? Fury is skilled. Joshua is skilled. They're technically sound boxers. But one shot can one one shot can one equalizer can in in no in the fight. Yes. So, um only thing he needs is the basic fun, fundamentals. And I could do the rest. I could do the rest. But Floyd, what you could do is you could walk people into punches. And that's oh, because no, no, no. I can't walk people into punches because remember, I'm a defensive wizard. Man, so stop, 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 stop. I don't stop. want <laughs> No, you walk people in the punches. You know that because you catch them, they follow you around the ring and take a beating. I remember the, uh, uh, the Baltimore fight. The dude threw almost 700 punches and landed 79. How somebody throw 700 punches and land 79? I mean, uh... You landed 244 out of 400. Um, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can help him. I can, I can really help him. All he got to do is, I mean, I mean, he's with the, I mean, Deontay Water is with us anyway. He's with Al Heyman anyway. Right. So, so why would, because you just get, uh, 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 Floyd, here's the thing. I mean, I look at Buddy McGirt. Buddy McGirt turned into a great trainer. Um, there, there, there's some Virgil Hill. I mean, there have been some. There's some guys that fought that were good fight that were that were great fighters in their in their day and time in their weight class. You're, you're you're arguably the best. You're one of the top two or three fighters. I mean, someone said you're the the, uh, the first or second best fighter of the 21st century. Why wouldn't guys come to try to pick your brain, get that knowledge from Floyd Mayweather? Why? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help fighters. So even like Deontay Wilder, I'm here. All they got to do is let me know. Um, let me know what he want to do, and we can we can make it happen. I'm here to help fighters. You caught a lot of flag. You said your top five fighters. Who are Floyd Mayweather's top five fighters? Now you can go your weight class, your, your smaller guys, or you can go heavy. Or you can just man, I forgot. I, last week, like I told you before, every week is different. Who who was my last fight? Who was my fight the last? Okay, time? Okay, I know you got. First of all, you left Ali and you left Ray Robinson out. That's why you got the flag. Whoever else you put in there is unimportant. You left those two guys out. At the end of the day, Floyd Mayweather is not a follower. <laughs> I have my own opinion. This is my this is my opinion. Right. This is what I think. And there's a reason why. If there's always a reason why. You know, and I would I would always 
I would always love Sugar Ray Robertson because he paved the way for Muhammad Ali. Right. You know, I would always love Muhammad Ali because he paved the way for for uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Correct. And then Sugar Ray Leonard paved the way for a guy like a, a Mike Tyson and, 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 and so forth and so on. That's how, that's how it go. We all paved the way and, and we all got to, we all, we all care and love one another. But my opinion and what I think is my opinion and what I think. Well, Floyd, you can understand Ray Robinson had 175 wins. 109 knockouts. He lost 19. He drawn six times. How and and and, and won uh, uh, belts over numerous classes. Mm-hmm. Ali, go ahead. What's 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 numerous? Because when you say numerous, I think about I think about Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. When you say numerous, I I would say three. D- did he win five like you? Did he win eight like Pacquiao? No, no, no. Okay. But Floyd, the guy. But but here's the thing. When I look at a guy, when I look at, and because you're so head and shoulders above everybody that you fought in your Girl, When we say this, we okay. will come on record and say this. Okay. Out of all these guys in the history of boxing, yes, I've accomplished more than every fighter in the history of boxing. You mean you mean as far as win, as far as undefeated, as far I mean, as belt, as far I mean, as prize money? I mean, you 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 tell me, and I will tell you, and I and I and I'll say, uh, and I tell you why. Tell me something, and I'll tell you why. Well, the only guy that retired under that was undefeated, that was that hadn't tasted defeat when he retired, was Rocky Marciano. Okay, okay so go ahead. How many world champions have Rocky Marciano beat? I would say probably what Archie Moore, uh, Joe Lewis, maybe maybe three, four. Oh. High end. So so we already know. I beat I, I I beat more I beat more champions that's going in the Hall of Fame than he beat than he beat in his career period. So we are so we gonna we gonna we gonna X him off. Bye. We got Rocky Marciano off there. So if he 49 0 and I'm 50 you know, okay. So he 49 I'm 50 you know. Which that even if even if we both were still 49 and 0, we talking about the accomplishments. So we know I accomplished more than he did. Go to another guy. Let's but, go. But Floyd, here's the thing. I don't want to hear. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, you want another guy? Okay. Uh, another guy. Okay, Ali. Is Ali the same fighter that got beat by a fighter with seven fights? Leon Spinks beat Muhammad Ali when he only had seven fights. Yes. And and if we really tell the truth, and we, if we really tell the truth. We're telling that's what you're here for. You're here to uh, tell the truth. Uh, what's the heavyweight guy that Ali fought three times? Ken Norton, actually. Ken Norton. Ken Norton really beat Ali all three times. Go back and look at the fights. I mean, we just telling the truth. And I and, and I love Ali. Of course. Next, let's go. But Floyd, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Next, let's go. I can't. Floyd, you're 49 and 0. I mean, you're 50 and 0. Mm-hmm. You won, you won, you give won me, belts me, in five me, different weight classes. Give me, give me another fighter. Come on, let's go. Because everybody else has a defeat. That's give the me. Jordan argument. Because Jordan hadn't had any defeats in the finals. You know what? I got, I got one for you. You just said Sugar Ray Robinson, right? Yes. You had what? He had 180, 200 fights. He was 175, 19 and six. And I still beat more world champions than him. So talk to me. 
Okay, Roy Jones. Roy Jones. Roy Jones Jr. Still beat more world champions than Roy Jones. And Roy no. Jones. And I take my hat off to Roy Jones. But you, did you know? See, Roy. I always said this. Roy Jones. Love Roy Jones. Roy Jones and Muhammad Ali is the same fighter. Their defense is their legs. When they can, when they was young, when they was young, and, and, and at the top of their game, they could move, move. Right. Once their legs went away, then they was they sat in down the rope a dope. Right. Whereas that's why the Mayweather defense, and I don't want to hear nobody call it the Philly shell. It's the Mayweather defense, because like I said before. I mastered it. Once you master it, it's mine now. You took it over. Oh, okay, okay. I know a guy that had defense very comparable to yours, and you know where I'm going with this. Now, what it? Oh, sweet P. That uh -huh. he was sweet. Now, come on, come on, Floyd. Now, get that man his due. Is he? Was he in my top five? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Okay then. <laughs> okay then. He was. He was special. I, box, I I boxed him when I was um. I boxed him when I was like 17 or 18. I think I'm probably like 18. I'm probably like 18 and 17 when I boxed him. Okay. Obviously, in your top five, you got Sweet Pea, uh, Pernell Whitaker, you yeah. got Floyd Mayweather. Of course, I gotta be in everybody's top five. <laughs> I have to be in everybody's top five. Okay. Who else I have? Uh, I know I have Aaron Pryor. I cannot believe. I, I mean, I, I'm just baffled that you don't have Ali and you don't have Ray Robinson. I don't. I, I know you don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who? who I don't have Roberto Duran. You like Duran? You talking about? You know, Sugar Ray first. You know, Sugar Ray Leonard first loss came from uh, lightweight. I know. Okay, so you got to respect that. So Roberto Duran went from, I think, lightweight, lightweight to waterweight, to 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 I think. To middleweight to 168. So I think he went to four. He went somewhere like four weight class too. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think he fought, I think he fought, yeah, 160. He fought Hagley at 160, I think. And I, you, you know, he won world titles in all the weight. And I mean, he got uh in, let me see, he was uh I think he went to like four or five. He was like four or five. Oh, Duran, Duran had dynamite. So what about Marvin Hagler? But that was the golden era. That was that was okay, okay. Give me your golden era of boxing, then. Explain, like, what do you? I mean, golden the era. best, the best era of boxing in the history of the sport was what? A decade, maybe the seventies. You maybe you like the eighties or the nineties. Maybe you like when you fought. You can't. You can't really. You the golden era had to be the eighties. I do see. Yeah, it was special. Those guys. You had Tommy. You had Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. But what about you? You leave it on Larry Holmes. I, I was just finna get to him, Larry Holmes. Larry doesn't. Larry doesn't get a whole lot of credit. Why don't mm. Larry Holmes get the credit that he deserves? I have no idea. Cause that jab. You, why if you tell me you the boxing expert, why doesn't Larry Holmes get you credit? Know, it's crazy that I be hearing all these quote unquote so-called boxing e uh, uh, experts, and I've been doing this. I've been. I I, I know about the sport from. From the beginning uh, to now, you know, is it is it because if we, we look at all, I mean Ali fought as you mentioned, he fought Ken uh, Norton three uh, times. He uh, fought uh, Joe uh, Frazier. He fought Joe Frazier. He fought you know, uh, uh, George Foreman. I want to say this. Okay. Ali 
will always be a pioneer because of what he stood for, you know, in that era. Okay. Stood for. And I commend him for that. And I would have done this, done the same thing if I was in that era. He done what he's supposed to do in that era. Whereas, I think in that era still, we were more, we, we would stick together. We as we would stick together because you will see Muhammad Ali with Wilt Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and- You and, remember the summit and, that they had in 67 with yeah, Ali, with Ali- Ali, was, Will Chamberlain, uh, Jim Brown, uh, Kareem- it was, No, it was, it was Kareem, it was Kareem, Bill Russell. Whereas, whereas I, I'm not saying that I don't wanna, I don't mind us coming together as one. Me and different athletes and entertainers, us coming together as one and, and, and building and growing as one. I don't mind. But so many of us, the jealousy, like it's, it's so much jealousy going on now. Like I said. You, you're talking about in, in within the black community or you're talking about boxing specifically? I'm talking about within, I'm talking about within just, just within our community. Our community. Our community, yes. Why don't you wouldn't don't you think we should be happy that we see one of ours make it ascend to the top? Shouldn't we we we, we applaud that instead of trying to tear that person down? Absolutely. You you look. I mean, it's just it's it's. I mean, so so many different things going through my mind. It's it's crazy. Floyd, hold on. I just got I just got this card handed to me. Floyd's top five. Floyd Mayweather. Pernell Whitaker, Roberto Duran, Larry Holmes, and the Cincinnati Cyclone, the Hulk, Aaron Pryor. Who, who, who was my who was my father again? Uh, I, but I, listen, but I ain't really got to say myself, cause y'all listen, you you ain't got to put me on the top five, cause everybody already know I'm on the top five. Okay, so you ain't put me on that. So in other words, we got to come up with four, cause you gonna be in everybody's top five. Got to be. <laughs> got to be. But Aaron Pryor. Aaron Pryor. Um, he did carry Alexis Arguello. No, that's who, that's who Sugar Ray Leonard. No, that's who, that's who Sugar Ray Leonard was ducking. Man, Sugar Ray wasn't ducking no Aaron Pryor. Man, Sugar Ray would have carried Aaron Pryor. You better do your homework. See, that's what you don't know—the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I, and you know, I love, and I love, and I love Sugar Ray Leonard. But no, -uh, he Ray, did you hold on? Aaron Pryor did not have dynamite in his hands like Hitman Hearns. And he carried Hitman Hearns. Hold on. The reason why Tommy Hearns didn't go to the Olympics was because he got beat by who? Aaron Pryor. Man. Hold on. Hold on. You do know, hold on. Amateur, like you said, the guy that beat you in the Olympics is now living on a pension making, getting $435 a month. So you, Floyd, don't do that. You, you know, know Olympic boxing and pro fighting is different. Say it again. I say, you know Olympic style boxing mm -hmm. is different than pro fighting because as you said, it's a point system and a lot of times you know, things get missed. So the guy that beat you in the Olympics, if well, that was the case, the guy no, that beat no, you in no. Because the scoring system when I was fighting and when the scoring system when uh, the guys from the 80s was fighting, it's totally different. Actually, that was the 70, that was the 76 Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why Tommy Hearns didn't go to the Olympics was because he got beat by Aaron Pryor. Yes, 
But I get I get that. But I'm saying uh, uh, Olympic boxing and pro boxing is something entirely different. And you can be a great you can be a great Olympic no, no, no. boxer and not a and great pro boxer. Undefeated as a professional. Do you believe Aaron Pryor could have a pro? Do you believe Aaron Pryor could have beat Tommy Hearns? As a pro. Anything could happen. Man, don't do that, Floyd. No, I know anything can happen. We put man on the moon. I ask you a simple question, a simple yes or a simple no. Do you believe the Hulk, Aaron Pryor, could have beat Tommy Hearns as a pro? Absolutely. Man, you ought to be ashamed of because, because of the pressure. Because the Hulk keep the pressure and he stay on you. And one thing about... Even like when Sugar Ray Leonard, when Sugar Ray Leonard beat Tommy Hearns mm -hmm. in the first in the 14th. When he beat him, what was that, uh, 81 or 80? 81. Okay, so like I said before, you know, I know this sport. He he beat him with the, he beat him because of the pressure. Mm -hmm. He wore him down with pressure. He was a fatigued fighter. He beat him with pressure. Yeah. He I, I, I didn't, I didn't. I I took Sugar Ray, but I was worried because I've seen because I I knew the kind of the kind of dynamite that Tommy Hearns had in that right hand. Tommy Hearns, one of my favorite fighters. What about what what about Marvin Hagler? I can remember when Tommy Hearns picked me up when I was five years old. One of my one of my favorite fighters, and, sport, and it was hard in that era. It was hard because I ran Barkley. No, no, hold on. Because of the three in that era, because of the three, it was hard for me. I, I I love Marvin Hagler, I love Sugar Ray Leonard, and I love Tommy Hearns. So when those when they fight against each other, I didn't really know who I wanted. To, I didn't know who I wanted to pick. And Durant, and Durant was in the '80s. He was, but I'm talking about the, oh, out of those three guys, even you could put Durant because he was a part of that. Yeah, you know, that, that fabulous four. Right, because he's a part of the fabulous four. But Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Marvin Hagler. When they fought, I hated that they had to fight each other. So when, when so when I look at the Sugar Ray Leonard fight and the Hagler fight, some some days I say Leonard won, some days I say Hagler won. Right. Floyd Mayweather in his prime, he's fighting Marvin Marvin Hagler in his prime, Sugar Ray in his prime, Hearns in his prime, Duran in his prime. Who wins? I gotta tell you how you. I gotta tell you how I, I will fight these guys. So you talking about how, how I would fight uh, Sugar Ray Leonard? Sugar, Sugar Ray Leonard got a lot of speed, but Sugar Ray, when, when Sugar Ray Leonard beat my, my father, when he beat my dad, my dad went into the fight with a, with a messed up hand. But you know, you know, even though he had a messed up hand, you still gotta put food on the table. Right. So how I would approach the Sugar Ray Leonard fight, I'll come out and fill him up. You know, the thing is this. We know he got, he got speed and I got speed. Okay. Right? But he don't got timing like me. There's a difference. He don't got timing like Floyd Mayweather. Right. And Sugar Ray Leonard, I'm a counterpuncher also. I could be a counterpuncher. Right. See, I'm, I'm versatile all around the board. Mm -hmm. To whereas, do I think it'd be a, a very a, a, a very exciting fight? Absolutely. But I think that his shots, his punches come too wide. I'm short. Everything's short. It's short. Whereas Spanish fighters is more go go more with wider shots. 
Right. Sugar Ray Leonard, super fast fighter. Super good, super good. Uh, crazy leg movement. How you, how do you fight how do you fight uh Marvin Hagler? Uh Marvin Hagler don't he's not on a pivot. He's he's not he's not on a pivot. He's not on a pivot. So what I what I use is I all I use is a is is a is a, a range fight a range fighter and and, and, and uh, different shots. Because Marvin Hagler Marvin Hagler kind of remind me of a Miguel Cotto. Mm -hmm. So you know what I do is um he does a lot. Marvin Hagler did a lot of this. And, and, and Miguel Cotto is more like this, too. Mm -hmm. Kind of like this. And, and Pacquiao, he does it in a fast way like this. So he does well, a lot. That, that's what got Pacquiao got knocked out. But Pacquiao is always on rhythm, and Marquez caught him. He timed him. Because Pacquiao, does, he loves a lot of different throws. And Marquez and, timed him. And, and, and inches and timing is, is, is very important. Yes. Anything, even like in football. Yes. Well it's basketball, anything in life, it's about timing and inches. So uh uh Marvin Hagler, um tough. 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 Okay. I, what about your top five guy, Roberto Duran? How you fighting him? Uh-huh. I gotta be at my best. But really? I gotta be at my best. You got the ultimate respect for Duran. Because because that man is tough. That man come from lightweight, and he come up and fight Marvin Hagler. He fight them all, and he was world champion in all of those different weight classes. That's not easy. I'm right. a fighter. I know it was easy for me. Nah. For well, me. Floyd, hold on, Floyd. You came up from what? You came up from what? From one thirty to one fifty. Uh, actually, actually, I was fighting in Olympic. I was fighting one twenty five at, at fifty seven kilograms, mm -hmm. which international is 125 and a half right. but if you fight in the u.s it's 125 so it's safe to say i was fighting at 125 mm -hmm. to 130 135 140 40, 147 147 and 154. 154 yeah i wouldn't have fought triple g but i i never even made i never even weighed 154 pounds when i was fighting right so even yeah because when you even when you 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 was way under when you fought uh when you fought de la hoya yes Wow. So let's transit. Let's go to I you love you love sports. You love all sports. Yes. Football. Give me your top five players in football. Um I have to well, that's kind of tough, but I got I, I have to go Jerry Rice as my Jerry number. Rice. Okay. Gotta go Jerry Rice. And he don't get the props that he deserves. Okay. Um, I, I gotta go. I gotta go, Brady. Okay. Um, even even Peyton Manning. I gotta go, Peyton Manning. But you can we go quarterbacks a lot. Peyton Manning did a lot of record breaking things. Yeah. You like the quarterbacks. You ain't gonna, you're not gonna take a defensive player. You're not gonna take Deion Sanders, Lawrence Taylor. You're not gonna take any defensive player. We we uh, we got we gotta go, Lawrence Taylor. That moment hit hard. <laughs> well, like I said, it's really hard. I mean, I can't. I mean, I mean, it's it's tough because it's any given night, in any given night, anybody can be great in yeah. those sports. In boxing, I had to be great every night because that's one on one. Right. 
Because the thing, yeah, what makes boxing so tough? There are basically there are no timeouts. You can't say, well, hey, let me call a timeout and let you get coached in your corner for a minute, and then you can't be off. If I'm off, I can have a teammate have an outstanding game that can cover up for me. You off, you catch the L. So uh, I mean, you got Emmitt Smith, you got uh, Walter Payton, you got Barry Sanders. So you can't put me. You can't put me. You got to say. You got to say what's your favorite fifteen at ten. What oh. your favorite five? Okay. Oh, I got one for you. Since you love sports, you love the hoop. We've been seeing you. You play a little basketball. LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I think the air. Let me say this, okay? Nah, that <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the break now. Okay. Okay. I love LeBron, right? Yeah. But one thing about Michael Jordan, he going to come out there every night to try to kill you. Every night. Right. LeBron be seeming like he's kind of playing kind of nonchalant sometimes, which I don't like. But Michael, I mean LeBron James. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose. If they played against each other, LeBron James too is too big and strong and too fast. But if I had to choose one, I'm gonna choose Michael Jordan. Because the reason why is because I I, I got to go with somebody that's gonna go out there and give it their all every night. Well, maybe I, LeBron maybe LeBron is giving it his all. He's just making it look easy, making it no, look he's not. nonchalant. No, he's not. Would you make, hold on, hold on, Floyd? That's no, what people said about you. You made it look so easy that you make it seem like you wasn't even trying, like you were fighting bums. No, it's not that because I, I told him. Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference between being talented and God gifted. Right. You know, I'm God gifted. So at the end of the day, this is the reason why. Every time Mike go out there, every time LeBron, when the clock is ticking, LeBron don't supposed to pass it. He's supposed to shoot it, and that's no. You got to make the right play. Guess what? What? LeBron James is selling shoes, not because he's passing the ball. Because he's going for the because because he's supposed to go for the kill. Man, look here. The, the uh, every see Floyd. This is what see. This is where you and I and a lot of people disagree. Okay, I believe it. We 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 we, we gonna we gonna agree to disagree. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Come on. Okay, I want because I believe if you make the right play, the right play. If I okay, so if I can pass the ball to a guy, you remember that double nickel game, Michael Jordan. I think it was like five or six days after he came back out of retirement. He had a double nickel game. He had it going, but the game-winning shot came on a pass from Michael. And will I mean, we do I mean, I, I, just seen, I just seen Michael Jordan pass it to Steve Kerr. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying LeBron got to take every shot. Yeah. I ain't saying he got to be a Kobe Bryant. I ain't saying he got to take every shot. But it's it's certain. I mean, I I, I, I like to see. I'd rather for him to uh, 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 drop. Even if you ain't, if you don't feel like you're gonna make it. At least attack the basket. At least, because we know you' super strong, right? But um, but I, I mean, it, that's just me. I got the killer instinct in me. That's why. That's why I'm fifty. I'm fifty and zero for a reason. And, and even right, right, like right now, they got a fighter that's over in Asia that's fifty four and zero. 
And they said, oh, this is a new TBE because he about to retire. I said, oh, y'all tell me about this fighter that fought one world champion and he's 54-0 right now and he's he retired at 54-0 and only beat one world champion and this is y'all trying to call a TBE? I said, okay, y'all some comedians. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What basketball player or football player you think currently playing would have been a great boxer? Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler probably could. Jimmy Butler probably be a, a good, a good boxer. LeBron James, LeBron James would have been a good boxer. Why? Because he tall? No, no, no. He he could have been a good boxer. Just his skills. You just said he didn't have a killer instinct. Now you talking about he gonna be a good boxer? But guess what? What? Every fighter don't got a killer instinct. That don't mean they're not champions. Oh, so now, now you won't flip that because Jordan had to kill an instinct. That's why you were going to take him over LeBron. But now you don't really need that in boxing because you can still be a champion. You just said who I said that can be a, a good fighter. You didn't say every fighter that can be a, a world champion. I want to know who. I'm, you said, no, I ain't going to be champion. Hold on. You said be a good, you said good, be a good, a, a, a good boxer. You okay, said a, champ okay. a, How about a champion fighter. Who can be a champion fighter? Now, now, see, now you now tell me you just switched up on me. I meant you I, champion. First, I, you just said be a boxer. That, you're right. I said who could because anybody can be a boxer, but I'm okay. talking about be a champion. Um, I mean, they, they got so many. They got so many. Um, I say Charles Oakley. <laughs> Charles, Charles Oakley, tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really that's Michael Jordan low key security for real. <laughs> that's that's low key. Ron Ron Artest too. Yeah, Oakley Oakley, Oakley and Ron Artest. <laughs> I mean, no, and, ben Wallace, and Ben Wallace. So we got some boys that can go a little bit. What about football players? A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of football. A lot of football players. That, yeah. Floyd, that's what I tell. I say, you don't understand the difference between mindset between a football player and a basketball player. It is totally different. Yeah, man. It's just, um, see, if I, I if LeBron was hanging around me, if LeBron, LeBron, you're supposed to be hanging around me from the beginning. If you hang around <laughs> me from the beginning, man, your mentality would be totally different. You believe so? You believe you rubbed up on him? If, if, if he had been with me, I, his mentality would just be totally different. I, 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 your mental will be, when you get with me, when an athlete get with me, your mental is just totally different. Even like um, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. When Isaiah Thomas was playing, when he was, when he was communicating with me every day, he's hanging with me every day. He got the starting job in the NBA and he went to the All-Star game. Right. Once he stopped kicking with me and hanging with me and listening to me, Things kind of change. That's why you got to stick with me. He I, got hurt, boy. Huh? He got hurt. Still, we can get through that. I've been, I've been broken up. I've been broken up all through my career, and I got through it. I know how to get through. Floyd, it. you, Floyd, your hands, your hands were, you had some, your, your hands were a little brittle, but that was it. Man, I broke. You know, come on, man. I've been through a lot more than that. I, I know you told your rot, you told your rotator cuff once, right? Again, uh, after the Castillo fight, well, before the Castillo fight. And you call you fought Castillo twice. Yeah. Ooh, I'm still ready. <laughs> Come back. Let me ask you a question. Would you would you fight Conor McGregor again? Oh man, you know I got I got I, 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 I pick an easy three hundred million. Absolutely. 
So would you fight? Would you fight him different, or you fight him the same way? Same way, same results. So in other words, you're gonna drag him to the deep and drown him because that's what you did. What's up, do? You know, I, I bet Dana White. I bet Dana White some high end liquor that Connor couldn't knock you out because he said Connor. Because you see Connor knocking people out with those mm -hmm. four ounce gloves. I said, but he don't know how to punch, punch in boxing gloves. I said, watch Floyd walk through it. It is okay for me to eat. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, Dana White, good guy, good dude. I've been doing Dana White 20, 24 years. And this year, um, me and Dana White, or next year, me and Dana White will do um, some big business um, soon. So this year or next year. So you would, so you would fight Conor. Let me ask you a question. Is there any boxer that you would fight, say for 150 million? Not enough. Absolutely not. 150 million ain't enough. My health more important. Conor McGregor can't punch. He can't punch. Floyd, I knew he could knock you out when he hit you flush with that uppercut and you walk through it. You never saw that punch. Normally, it's the punches you don't see that get you out of there. He hit remember. you flush, and you walk through it. I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, this dude punched so soft. I said, it's cool. Flo, Flo, I, you, it, it seemed like you were, because they panned the camera on you, and you turned and smiled at the camera. Do you remember that? When I was in the corner? Yeah. You know why I remember that? Why? Because I ain't take no punishment. I still got all my faculties. So that was so great about my career. So why would I go out there and fight these, these young fighters, these young lions, and risk my health? Right. You know, you look at my Uncle Roger. You look at Muhammad Ali. You look at these different fighters. You're Like I, I just said on the beginning, in, in the beginning when we first started talking, your health is your wealth. Right. So as far as me going out there, Competing against a guy like Conor McGregor, uh, uh, oh, absolutely, or a guy that that's really inexperienced and picking Khabib. up someone, huh? You fight Khabib? Oh, absolutely. You know, those are three hundred million dollar fights. See, you have to make it make sense, right? Real sense. Make would, dollars, it makes sense, huh? If it make dollars, it makes sense. Certain type of dollars, because <laughs> I need to be able to have my faculties also. Right. And still be sharp, still right. be able to, you know, be agile, hang out, you know, with my kids, uh, still make smart investments. All those type of things are very important and play a major, major part in my life. So, they like, oh, you need to fight this guy. You need to fight that guy. Listen. For what? It, it's, it's called, it's called uh, errors for a reason. I had, I had my time. I had right. my errors. So mm -hmm. it's it's these young fighters era now. So, but it's okay for me to go fight a Khabib or a Connor and pick up with those two fights alone. I could pick up six hundred million. So that don't hurt to fight guys that that that, that uh, just to entertain. Oh, entertainment. But Connor said Connor said he knows what he did wrong. He knows what he can do. He said he and can he get know, you out he of know, it. He know what he did wrong, but he also know what he did right. What he did wrong. Is getting the ring with me. And when he <laughs> fight, was getting the ring with me before he, before he can get a big payday. 
So you willing to play? Do you have have you and Connor had any conversations? No, I don't like him. I don't like him at all, at all. This this interview was two years in the making. I bumped into you at Michael Jordan's part at uh uh, uh All Star Game party yes. in 2018, and I asked you, and you was like, "Nah." He said, "But you told me if you ever do your own thing, I got you. I'm here." Your executive uh, uh, assistant. I've known her for two decades, Kitchy. I reached out to her. I said, ask Floyd, would he come on my podcast? She called me the next day. Floyd said he got you. I, but I apologize. It took two years, but I'm here. <laughs> well, it took me two years to the podcast. No matter how long it took, I'm here. You here. And you, you, yeah. Hey, you a man of your word, bro. You told me you got me. You got me. You, and I appreciate that. Thank you. We talked about this earlier. We touched on it. I offered you my condolences uh, uh, to Roger and your, and the mother of your children. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Roger because Roger was more than an uncle. Roger was you. You guys almost had a, a relationship like a, like brothers. And then yes. at the time your father was away, he mm -hmm. served as that father figure. Um, he was like a father. He was like a father, a brother, an uncle. He been through a lot, a lot. He went through a lot of ups and downs, my uncle mm -hmm. Roger. It's like the last couple of years, you know, Roger wasn't the same. But I never wanted to come out publicly, right? And say that I knew he was going to pass away, in in, in due time. Mm -hmm. It's just when I when I think about this, and um, it hurts. It hurts. Just when I just talk about it. Um, love him so much. He got to, uh, you know, I'm still going to be there for his children as, as, um, as a father figure for his children. Cause his son is so young and his daughter is, is so young, you know, um, I mean, great. Spirit. I got, an, I got great. an opportunity when we, we were promoting, uh, the fight. The, your fight with uh, Conor McGregor, yes. we had your father on a couple of times. Yeah, how is Pops doing? Um, uh, like I said before, he's my dad's going through a lot too, but he still his mental is still sharp. Yeah, his mental is still sharp. He's still there, but um, he's getting older, mm -hmm. and and but I'm I'm always gonna be there for him to make sure uh he got everything that he want and everything that they need. I mean, those are the things that's very, very, very important. You know, worrying about a hip hop artist is not important. Right. Family is important. Mm -hmm. My love for my dad is important. My love for my children is important. Us helping, you know, uh, the, the, the things that the, the thing that the things that we're going through as black people are very important. Mm -hmm. Worrying about a hip hop artist is not important. So I love. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue to love my dad. And, and, and I'm, I only want the best for my dad. I want the best for my family. And I'm going to continue to want the best for the people that, that's around me. And yeah. uh, I have to commend and take my hat off to my assistant. Uh, she works hard day in and day out. She does. And uh, she make things happen. She, she made make, it happen. She make things shake. And yeah. that's what it's about. Us giving back and us helping one another. I appreciate it, bro. I really appreciate it because this yeah. happened. I mean, it happened so quick because I didn't. Because when, when I talked to my producer, I said, well, I reached out to, uh, I know Floyd's executive assistant, and I reached out to her. And so I don't know when I'm going to hear back, but she texted me back the next day. Floyd said he got you. 
I told him, I said, Floyd said he got me. Uh, uh, on week she, she said, no, do this for him. And then I said, yeah, you're right. Because, um, and, and, and I like, I like it because you're fair. You like Joe, you like, uh, what, I think it's Joe Cortez. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm firm, but I'm fair. Right. And that's what I like about it. you, you firm, but you fair. I so I'm going to take my hat off. I appreciate take that. Off I appreciate it. Tell your father I said hello. Yes. Um, I wish him all the best of health. Floyd, going forward, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm on my way, to the, I'm on my way to the boxing gym right now. I got to go work with the fighters. I appreciate you coming on, giving me a little bit of your time today. I really appreciate Always it, bro. Take care. take care. All right. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.